the book of James, if you will, and we will uh, be there eventually, hopefully. If not, uh, we'll continue on uh, at another time in that passage of Scripture. Uh, But the Bible is uh, very clear uh, that we're not just to be uh, hearers uh, of the Word of God, but we're also supposed to be doers. And our faith, the book of James teaches, that um, produces works, uh, those works, our, uh, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We are his poema, his epic poem. Uh, God saved you, uh, not so that you could just uh, go to heaven, which is wonderful, and I'm thankful for, uh, for heaven. Heaven's going to be my home. Uh, but um, I, got, I got saved in 1987. That was a long time ago. Uh, and it would have been a shame had I just, um, all these years, just waited uh, you know, for the trump to sound. Uh, and not live for the Lord or serve the Lord. So God has more for us than just punching a ticket uh, to heaven. Uh, He saves us for a purpose, and every person uh, has a purpose for which God has saved them. He gifts us uh, with uh, gifts from above, uh, and uh, we should use those, by the way, uh, or uh, it's kind of use them or lose them uh, in some respects, uh, or we begin to use the gifts that God has given to us to, to serve uh, the world or whatever, um, that's, also, uh, that's also not good. I don't know how many uh, modern um, singers, um, pop, pop musicians, country music uh, people, whatever, when you, when you hear their stories, um, you find out that most of them, vast majority of them, began singing, singing in church. And, uh, and uh, so the words that they're singing now uh, mean a whole lot different. Uh, than perhaps the words that they begin uh, they began singing uh, when they were uh, in the church choir or uh, singing a solo uh, at church. That's another message uh, for another time. Uh, but in Luke chapter number eight, uh, we have uh, some parables that God gives us. Uh, the Lord Jesus, of course, teaching and preaching. Uh, to the people, the followers that were there. The beginning of chapter number 8 describes some of them. One was Mary Magdalene uh, that was present for this. And uh, it says in verse number 2, A certain woman which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom uh, went seven devils. And uh, we... um, uh, people ask me, do you believe in demons and all that kind of stuff? I do. They're in the Bible. I, I think we give place to the devil or we glorify the devil a lot of times. What we would say uh, is, you know, demonic or whatever um, uh, might not necessarily be. We don't know. Uh, but we do, I do know this, that uh, Mary loved the Lord. She worshiped the Lord. Uh, and uh, in, if you've been healed of seven devils, uh, then, uh, then uh, you would probably be grateful. Uh, and follow the Lord. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I saw a news thing this morning. There's uh, a, a place, this is kind of a sidebar. Uh, it just reminded me of this. Uh, but uh, somebody, uh, some children are being sued uh, uh, or charged with uh, sexual harassment for not using the right pronouns for somebody uh, who preferred to be called they uh, and them. That was their preferred pronouns. Uh, and when you think about all that nonsense, um, they and them, Uh, might be a good way to describe uh, people who are caught up in all that kind of stuff. Uh, And uh, you kind of read into the whole Mary Magdalene, Seven Devils, and whatever, uh, and you can kind of take that to where uh, you think I was going with it. Uh, But uh, it's uh, absolute, utter nonsense, (coughs) some of the things that we deal with uh, in this world. All of God's people said, 
Amen. Uh, you're just going to get straight talk uh, from uh, the pulpit here uh, at Berean Baptist Church if you are here visiting with us uh, for the very first time. Uh, and then it says in verse 3, And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Steward, and Susanna, and many others are there, and Christ ministered to them. Uh, and, uh, and they followed him to where he's going. In you know, some respects, people did that because uh, they, they wanted healings and um, you know, they, uh, the Lord fed people, and there were, the people followed Jesus for many reasons. And we find later on in his ministry, when he gave the plain truth about what was going to happen to him, or uh, perhaps even about uh, his shed blood or his broken body, etc., the Bible says that many left him. And when we see uh, the Lord crucified, uh, there was only a small handful of people uh, that were still with the Lord at that time when the Bible describes multitudes uh, having followed him throughout uh, his earthly ministry. In verse 4, when much people were gathered together and were come out to him out of every city, he spake a parable. A sower uh, went out to sow his seed, and he sowed, and some fell by the wayside and was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon the rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And the other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, uh, let him hear. Uh, and that's, I guess, a cry that I would give to you today for this message or any message. He that hath ears to hear, uh, let him hear. Uh, I was um, uh, thinking about this message and, um, and hearing. There, there, we oftentimes listen, but we don't hear. Does that make sense? Uh, like uh, with my kids, for example, they would be listening to the words I'm saying, uh, but, uh, but, I, but they weren't hearing what I was saying, so I would, I would have them practice reflective listening, like I would say, uh, like, what did I just say? <laughs> and then they would have to repeat in their own words uh, what I just said. Uh, a lot of times uh, they failed the test uh, and when I would do that. So hearing involves many things, being engaged in, uh, in, in listening with not just the intent to understand uh, uh, or respond or whatever, uh, but always to find out what are they saying, reflecting back. Um, and I think about church. Uh, sometimes people will say to me, Pastor, I'm so sorry uh, that I fell asleep uh, in church, um, thinking that I've noticed them. And um, to be honest, there's, you know, there are times where stuff's going on, I don't notice it at all, uh, and, uh, and that's just the way that it is. And so they say, I'm sorry I fell asleep. Uh, they feel like, you know, whatever, it was disrespectful or whatever. But people fall asleep in church. Um, I have a hard time at times staying awake at church. People fall asleep because they work shift work or, uh, you know, they've had a long, long week, a hard week at work and worked hard all day, Saturday perhaps on their yard or whatever the case may be. And they get in church uh, and it's, you know, a little bit warm uh, and you're sitting for a little while and, and you start to nod off. Uh, and there's a part of preachers that say, hey, if you're going to sleep, sleep at home. If you're going to come to home, uh, come to church and sleep, then stay at home and uh, whatever. And uh, that's just because you know, preachers are ornery. Uh, and uh, but you know, you know what what bothers me more than someone just falling asleep in church are people that are listening intently and whose souls are asleep. Um, they're fully engaged, you know, um, you know, saying amen or whatever, uh, and they hear the word of God preached uh, and they agree with it, but they leave never changed. Uh, or like what the Word of God describes in this parable, um, it's the Word, the seed of God's Word, uh, it, it just doesn't take, it doesn't take root. Um, so, 
please don't fall asleep in church, all right? You know, try, try your best to stay awake, uh, and, uh, and everybody's going to be watching each other uh, today. Now, if, if the person next to you is snoring, elbow them, please. Uh, and uh, we don't want REM sleep uh, <laughs> uh, in the church service. Uh, but um, what's worse than falling asleep is being fully aware in our souls being asleep, all right? Uh, and that's what God is teaching through this parable. Jesus often used parables. Uh, in his ministry, uh, would tell a story, uh, and, uh, and then he would give the meaning of that story. So we, we know um, most of the time when he says, people say, well, that was a parable. If, if Jesus didn't, if the Word of God didn't say, this is a parable, or Jesus is teaching a parable, it might be literal, right? Uh, and, uh, and so here is a parable, and he uses an agricultural um, parable for them. It was an agricultural society, and we find many of them in the Word of God. And he, and he gives them a picture of a farmer that's going out uh, and sowing seed. Um, uh, you know, I will probably next week, and I've done do this all the time, get my yard thatched out, and then I would overseed uh, the yard. So I'll go out there uh, with the bag of, of grass seed, and I'll just, I'll just be casting it uh, throughout my yard. Some of those seed uh, are going to land in the grass, uh, are going to work their way down as the rain comes. They're going to take root uh, and grow grass. Uh, but there's some of those seeds are land on my patio. Uh, and some of them land, we have a, a, a little grave marker from one of our dogs back there. Some of those seeds land on that grave marker or on a, on a chair uh, or on a stump uh, in the yard, and they won't take root. Uh, but that's what he's saying as a, as a farmer, he's casting this seed and some of the, some of the seed uh, lands on this type of ground and that type of ground. They understood uh, what it meant by doing that. But then he said uh, that they asked him in verse number nine and his disciples asked him saying, what might this parable be? Uh, and he said in verse 10, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God and to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. And uh, we don't have time to go there, but, um, but he's referencing the word of God from the book of Isaiah uh, when God told that prophet to go and to, and to basically preach uh, to people who had dumb ears and uh, couldn't hear and understand. And we don't know all the reasons that God um, allowed for this to happen one that we do know is that if everybody understood that Jesus was going to be crucified, uh, they, have been, they may have interfered. And even with what he did, it's still Peter's cutting off ears, and, uh, and, uh, and they, they had a difficult time with it. Uh, and so part of the reason that you know, we have the gospel and are saved today is, is the sovereignty of God uh, in, what he was, in what he was saying. And he says, he's speaking in parables, for this reason, but he then gives them the answer to it or the, uh, the, uh, the description of it. Verse 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh uh, the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe uh, and be saved. He speaks first of, uh, uh, of those who would have a, a hard heart uh, where, where the seed, and by the way, this um, the original application in the context uh, has much to do with the gospel uh, being given uh, and those who receive the gospel and get saved. Uh, we are making application to hearing uh, altogether uh, the Word of God uh, as we prepare uh, our hearts and, uh, and minds for this next week. 
And, and, and if you don't get anything, please understand this. The condition, the condition of your heart determines the receptivity of the Word of God. Um, how your heart is determines how the Word of God is received. It determines how anything really is received. Um, you're, you know, you are angry and, you know, whatever, uh, and, uh, in, or your heart's not in something, um, then, then you don't receive it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what uh, area in life it is, but it's true in every area, especially uh, the Word of God. So there are those where the, he said, where the seed is sown, the seed is the word of God, uh, and, uh, and then comes the devil and takes away its fall on stony ground. It makes no impact uh, whatsoever. And so we uh, are given this idea from verse 11 and 12 from the parable that there are those who have a hard heart. Um, and if we think about it in the context of salvation, we think of people like Pharaoh uh, in the Bible or uh, people like Judas uh, in the word of God. Uh, there, there are people that you know who have sat under preaching. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, uh, whose hearts have been hardened uh, through any a, a number of reasons, uh, but they don't receive uh, the word of God, the seed of the word of God, because of a, of a hard heart. Uh, and then he says in verse number 13, as he's given this answer, he says, they on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. Uh, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation, uh, they fall away. So we have um, a hard heart. Uh, then we would have um, what we would understand to be a shallow heart. Uh, that would be where the seed is sown. It kind of comes in uh, and, uh, and takes root, uh, but then just withers away. Uh, doesn't have, uh, the root doesn't take hold, and, uh, and, uh, and, it just, uh, and it fades or it falls away according to that. Uh, and and I, as I try to think of Christians in churches, um, I, think of, I think of people being a lot that way to where uh, they, they like the message. They, be, they believe that the message is true. They believe that the message is true and it's for them. They've decided uh, at some point during the sermon uh, that they're going to be better, get better, uh, that they're going to make a change. Uh, that was truth. Maybe they're encouraged by it. They leave uh, and they're enthused about what they have heard. Uh, but, you know, by the time, you know, they start digesting their lunch, um, it's gone. And, um, you know, uh, if I... To, to illustrate, I might have someone come to me as they leave the, the, the building today and say, Pastor, man, that message was spot on, loved it. Thank you, praise the Lord, uh, and, and that. But, you know, at 2.30 in the afternoon, I say, what did I, I call them on the phone, hey, what did I preach today? And I go, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I forgot. Uh, and, uh, and so that, is, that might be a function of our attention span, uh, and the difficulties that we have uh, concentrating on things or whatever. Uh, but, uh, but God describes this shallowness of heart uh, to where we might believe uh, and it just and it withers away. And uh, um, if you'd be honest today and say, Pastor, that describes me from time to time uh, where I'm, I, I believe, I'm excited about that, uh, but then, you know, uh, life happens or whatever, uh, and then I forget. All of us would have to say, that's me. Uh, we've, we've had messages where, uh, just think about all the, the messages that you heard and you just promised God, whatever it is. You heard it, you promised God, and you're not doing it. All right? Uh, we, we could all give testimony uh, to, to that scenario 
happening time and time again in our lives uh, as Christians. So there are people who have a hard heart. Uh, There are those who have uh, a a shallow heart. Uh, And then he continues the parable in verse number 14, where he says, And they which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit uh, to perfection. Uh, so Brother Force in Sunday school, was he uh, preached on the three, three choking hazards uh, from uh, verse number 14, uh, where the cares of this world, uh, the deceitfulness of riches, uh, and the pleasures of life. Uh, and what that verse is saying are there are those who, re- who receive the word, the seed of the word of God, and that seed is choked out uh, by the world. Uh, by the cares of, 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 of the world and life, the, uh, the deceitfulness of riches. And, uh, and God talks about the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, etc. Uh, you know, how sin progresses and temptation in the Bible. And we know uh, that, uh, that we, can, we are easily, we sing it, we say, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Um, we are, we're just that way. Prone to leave uh, the God uh, we love. Uh, and uh, so he describes them uh, as uh, uh, not just wayside hearers or stony uh, ground hearers, uh, that, uh, who, where we make, uh, uh, you know, the Word of God has a temporary impression on us, uh, and then it fades, uh, but that we are uh, thorny ground hearers uh, and uh, distracted by life. And um, I read that we are to beware of religion uh, without Christ. And uh, we sing all is well uh, with our soul, uh, and it just really isn't. Uh, and there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of false faith uh, that goes on. Uh, I saw d- uh, a thing this morning, um, one, a kid at a Bible college um, received a, a, an award for having personally led uh, 586 people to Christ uh, in this past year. Uh, and uh, now if that all happened, praise the Lord. Um, but I don't really think that it did, uh, and uh, uh, just for a lot of reasons. Uh, but um, there's a lot of false, there's false professions. There are people who pray, and, uh, uh, and they pray a prayer um, for any number of reasons. It could be just to get the soul winner off their porch. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so they uh, would pray a, a prayer. So there's, there's false religion. Uh, there are false religions. Uh, but there, and there are false professions in those false religions. And there are also false uh, faith and false professions in the Christian religion, if I can use that, that word, uh, to where people who believe themselves to be saved um, and are not. In fact, the Bible says they stand before God and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Uh, so false professors uh, of faith. Uh, but false faith, uh, is, it's, a, it's a strong delusion. Um, you think of examples uh, in the Bible uh, where, um, where here he's given us an example, Jesus himself, uh, of, of four different types of ground, three of which aren't good. Uh, and one that he describes as being receptive, uh, a receptive heart uh, in verse number 15. Uh, but, uh, but he also says that there is, he's using this analogy or this parable uh, to say that one in four who make this profession are, are um, it doesn't, it, it's not there. It's not real. It doesn't last or uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, and uh, so um, false faith uh, may greatly reform uh, the outward life um, like a Pharisee. 
um, but, it's, but it's false faith. Uh, and uh, false faith may speak um, very well of, of, of Christ as the Jews did. False faith may confess personal sins. Uh, like men like Saul. Uh, false faith may humble itself in sackcloth and ashes uh, with Ahab. False faith uh, may repent in tears like Esau uh, in Judas. False faith may diligently perform uh, religion. Uh, false faith does a lot of things, and false faith, false faith uh, is a dangerous, dangerous thing in its, de- in its delusion. Uh, we are um, all going to stand before God at some point uh, and give an account. The Lamb's Book of Life is going to be opened, and uh, if your name's not in there, the Bible says that you're going to spend an eternity uh, in separation from God uh, in hell. Uh, that's just the plain sense of it. Uh, and I want, uh, obviously, the people I love and care for, the people I come in con- contact with, the people I pastor uh, to be saved and, and, uh, and uh, by f- grace through faith, uh, and that they are going to go to heaven uh, when they die, based on what Jesus has done for them, not what they've done themselves. Uh, and that's, uh, that's my prayer. But uh, there are people that are in church, uh, church here today, and churches all around this city, country, all around the world uh, that, uh, that are there. Uh, and, uh, and the word of God is snatched out uh, because of, of the, it's, it's choked out, by the, the cares of the world uh, and the, just the, the love of money and, and riches. Uh, and we find example all through the Bible. The Bible says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You know, I was, uh, you know I, uh, oftentimes people who do, um, they're hearers and doers, are accused of being Pharisees. Uh, when the Bible is filled with things like, you know, we're to do righteousness, etc. In fact, he says, don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. Uh, and, um, but uh, some, often the ones who are criticizing uh, believers who are, are trying to do righteousness, um, they're being criticized for, by people who, who are lovers of the world. And the Bible says that if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Uh, and so uh, I'll just throw this out there. Um, if I had a choice of being one or the other, I'd rather be a religious Pharisee uh, than a lost worldling. Now, neither one of them is good. Uh, but uh, but the, the Pharisee who is haughty and filled with pride or whatever, or, or has an outward form, or they're a white, the Bible says they're a whited sepulcher full of dead man's bones. Uh, they have faith, but their faith is misled and, and, and misapplied. And, uh, and perhaps they themselves apply things to their own lives or to the lives of others uh, that they shouldn't. Uh, but the Bible says, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Uh, so I guess I'd rather be a Pharisee uh, or accused of being one. Uh, and by the way, we, we wield those terms around. We don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, and most people. Uh, but um, uh, the sad fact is, though, that um, um, people will justify in their own mind uh, their uh, goals and ambitions and things that take them away uh, from the Lord. And then uh, the Bible describes in verse 15 uh, in our text in verse number 8, but they, uh, that on good ground are they which in an, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with repentance. So we have a hard heart, a shallow heart, a divided heart, or I, I would refer to it as an infested heart uh, through worldliness that's there, and then a receptive heart. But uh, remember, the Bible 
the Bible always has context. So they, uh, people are gathered. Jesus is teaching. He teaches a parable, gives them the parable. They say, what does that even mean? And then he gives the meaning of it. But he doesn't stop there. He gives two more parables in the context. Verse number 15, uh, excuse me, verse 16. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick, that they which enter in may see the light. For nothing is a secret, as shall be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall be uh, made known and come abroad. So we, we know this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Um, so he's saying when you, when you have this, the seed of the word of God, you don't keep it to yourself, you share it. Uh, it's a light, you don't hide it. Um, hide it under a bushel. No, uh, kids will sing that. I'm going to let it shine. So he says, this is the seed of the word of God. You need to know, by the way, um, uh, when he says to take heed, we have to understand that you know, what we hear is important. Um, I, you're in a gospel-preaching church, a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, uh, and if you felt at any moment in time as, a, as an individual Christian that you were in a church uh, that didn't preach the Bible, it was not a gospel-preaching church, you have a responsibility to find another one. Okay? Um, now, uh, this is a gospel preaching, and the gospel is, is, it also includes the entire, the whole counsel of God. Uh, and uh, uh, so you've got to make sure that what you're hearing uh, is also true. Uh, we have our namesake, Berean Baptist Church. The, the, the folks in Berea studied the Word of God. Uh, I think you ought to come to church with a Bible in your hand. Uh, and uh, I think in a Bible, uh, we can debate if, if, if something's on this, uh, if it's a Bible or not. I just like Bibles in pages, uh, and I like for people uh, to just have a Bible in their hand and be completely engaged uh, in what, uh, what, the, what word, the Word of God that is being uh, preached. Uh, there was a man uh, during uh, World War II uh, in Nazi Germany uh, named uh, Bonhoeffer. Uh, Bonhoeffer taught people, um, kind of secret, uh, you know, um, uh, in the day and time that was uh, about, you know, the Lord and had like a Bible institute, etc., and was teaching that uh, to people. Uh, and uh, he said this about when, whenever his students would preach, uh, he would set his, you know, his pencil aside or whatever. I want you to mark up your Bibles, don't misunderstand. But he would take the Bible and he would focus intently on what that preacher was saying. And he said this about that. He said he would attend, he would attend to the listening of preaching uh, as though it was the very voice of God preaching to him. Now, please don't misunderstand. I've already said you're going to hear the Bible uh, from sinners uh, of whom I am chief. Uh, you know, uh, that's why I've got, uh, I got a chef jacket uh, and I'm going to get it embroidered. Um, chef de Prejure, which is Chief of sinners, uh, and uh, instead of chef de la, la cuisine or whatever, uh, people go, oh, chef de preserve. Uh, it's like you know, if they look, if they Google it, uh, they'll find out that it's just chief of sinners. All right, uh, and uh, and so he would listen uh, to the, as it was the very voice of God, always looking to the text, always engaged, always thinking, always praying, and that's how he would he would listen to. You know, not playing in your phones, not thinking about what you're having for lunch, uh, not thinking about the problems and the cares, the cares of the world, the things that take and pluck uh, the seed of the word of the word of God from our hearts, um, but to be focused uh, in on it. So he says, uh, if you you know, we've got to be take heed to what we hear. Uh, we also need to take heed that we hear, not just what we hear, but that we hear. 
Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, and I've, I've, uh, every time I've ever heard anybody ever say, um, I don't need church, I don't need organized religion, um, I just, I smile and I nod and I try to help them. But in here, in here, and in here, I'm thinking, you are so wrong. Um, you, you do need church. You do need organized religion. Uh, and uh, not religion, uh, worldly religion, but a, a relationship with Jesus Christ to sit under the word of God as a, as a member of a local church uh, and growing uh, and, and, and learning and living for him. We all need that. You will never get to the place where you don't need church, all right? Uh, and the very fact that you think that is proof that you need church, all right? Uh, so if you want to get in a, an argument with me, say something silly like that. Uh, Pastor, I just don't, uh, you know, I've heard every excuse. Churches are full of hypocrites. And I just say, just come, then there'll be one more. Uh, and uh, uh, it's, it, we, we make so many uh, excuses, so he says, if you have it, so you take heed to what you hear, take heed that you hear. But notice what it says in verse number 18. Take heed, therefore, how ye hear. For whosoever hath to, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he seemeth to have. And so he's saying, you need to take, take heed how you hear. Is my heart, you know, a hardened heart? Is my heart uh, a shallow heart? Uh, is my heart uh, a thorny heart? Is my heart a receptive heart? So it, it doesn't matter if, if it's our revival next week with Brother Calvin uh, or if it's, if it's this morning in church or next week or weeks ahead of time. Uh, you need to prepare your heart just as much uh, as, as I prepare to deliver the Word of God to you. It's, it's equally as important. Um, and, uh, um, and it just... The law of averages would even speak that out. If somebody, if somebody said, you know, you know, we're, you know, we're leaving Brian Baptist Church, um, you know, because we're just not fed. Well, part, you know, maybe they come to one meal a week. Uh, and uh, but the same, the same message preached to two different people can can result in two different takeaways. And uh, so, so if if someone says, I'm not getting fed. There's just no way possible that I didn't feed them. Okay, at some point, are you with me? And uh, and so they might not like it. They might spit it out uh, or not receive it. Or is that just you know um, that's just not my cup of tea or whatever the case may be. Uh, but it is it is prepared uh, and just and just as much like I won't cook you a well done steak. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna get this the way that you want it. It has, it has to come. Here's what it is. And, and sorry, we'll move on, you well-done people. Uh, well-done people who just ruin, ruin meat. Uh, and, uh, but then we got to hurry. We're almost done. Verse 19, then came to him his mother. Again, this is the same chapter, the same stuff. He says, then came to him his mother and his brethren and could not come at him for the press. So there's too many people. His mother, his family couldn't get close to him. Uh, by the way, he had brothers and sisters. Mary was not a perpetual virgin. Okay, you can take that whatever way you want. Verse 20, And it was told him by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. And do it. So, so we're to be hearers 
and not just doers. Back to our, uh, our spot in James chapter number 1. Again, it says in verse 22, Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a, unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Uh, it's, it, the basic teaching of that is when you're a hearer and not a doer, it's like you look at yourself in a mirror, and you behold what manner of man or woman you are. You behold your natural face in a glass. Uh, and then, and then you, um, you straightway forget what manner of man he was. Uh, so it's, it's being a, a shallow hearer, a thorny hearer, someone who, uh, who is not receiving the Word of God, who is not engaged in Bible preaching uh, and in hearing uh, the Word of God as, uh, as from God, uh, and which is also vital. I think that you need to be sure that what you hear is gospel truth. I think you need to hear the Word of God as the Word of God with reverence. Uh, I think that you need to hear it uh, with implicit faith and not as the word of man, but as the word of God and to hear it with prayer uh, and saying, God, as I'm preaching this and you're saying, yes, you're thinking uh, that's, that's my heart uh, and, you're, and that, that, that's me and that describes me and Lord, what would you want me to do and how can I, how can I change that in prayer for saying, God, help me uh, as uh, I don't want to be uh, a, a stony heart a hearer of the word of God. I want to be a doer and Lord, I'm, I'm struggling and you're talking with the Lord and you're praying, you're in the text and you're, and you're engaged in it. Uh, that's what hearing, not just listening. Um, and, and, if, and if you're not doing that, um, that's worse than sleeping through the whole thing. Um, it, your soul's asleep. And so you, you behold, it's like, hey, that's me, and then you, for, you forget uh, what manner of, uh, of, of man. You're like, like, you're like Dory uh, from that cartoon. What's the cartoon? Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was great, Pastor. What, what was the message? It's, it, we, just, we just, we forget um, so quickly uh, what has being said. But verse 25 but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, uh, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So God promised blessings to the, the deeds of the doer, who is not just a hearer. And so when somebody says, God's not going to bless you just because you do, uh, you go, well, it kind of says that in the Bible. And, uh, and I want God's hand on my life. I want the blessings of God on my life. But above just God blessing my deeds uh, or the things, he, we're going to give an account of them and he's going to give us rewards, you know, uh, whether they're good or bad. Uh, there's a lot of Bible about that. It's, is, is, am I re- receiving God's word? Uh, what kind of heart do I come prepared um, with, a, with a, re- a receptive heart to receive the seed of the word of God? If this, there's never anything wrong with the seed, Separating the fact that as I'm, if I'm delivering the seed, I might be careless, I'm a sinner or whatever, I might, uh, I might make a mistake in, uh, in preaching, always disconnect to a certain degree um, the, the Word of God from the presenter of the Word of God. When we don't do that, we become men worshipers. Uh, and, and that is the furthest thing from what God wants us to be. But how's your heart? Um, so as we have our invitation today, that's the, that's the question. What kind of heart do you have? And if you've been engaged in the message, you say, and you got, there's four choices there, and, and yours isn't number four, then, then, what, then what do you do? 
you, you hear the word of God, then you respond to the Holy Spirit's leading and say, God, I'm just, I'm, I just care too much about my work or my stuff or my recreation or my vacations or whatever the case may be. Uh, and uh, and I'm, not, I'm not focused on, uh, on my race and, uh, and how you want me to be. And, uh, and Lord, help me. Maybe the application for you is I'm not saved. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't receive any of it because I'm natural. I'm not spiritual. And the Lord showed me that I need to be saved today. Uh, But we can't have revival uh, in our church unless we all individually, personally, um, take a hard look into the perfect law of liberty and not just see, oh, I got some work I got to do. Oh, I need to fix that. And then it's just like, and and it's just like, hey, Dory, this is gone. And uh, and some some of you will forget what has been said, and it's not because you're Dory. It's not, it's, not, it's not a function of, of cognition or, or the, the ability to remember. Your, your memory is not that, you don't have that much short-term memory loss. Um, but um, you'll, get in, you'll get in traffic on the way to lunch and forget what manner of man you are. Because it happens that quick. So that's why God says to meditate on his word. And I think on that, say, boy, we heard at lunch, maybe you say with your kids, hey, you know, what's one thing that pastor said that, uh, that from the Bible that really spoke to you? Or, or, or um, you know, maybe you share what the decision that you made because of the message uh, and today and uh, with your family, whatever, and you, and you think about it, you meditate, you marinate on it. Uh, that's what we need to do. Uh, so, uh, so this week, as we prepare for next week's revival meeting, I want us all to just kind of, just like, what kind of, what kind of heart am I going to bring to the revival next Sunday? And, uh, and, and of the four, um, you know which one you're supposed to bring. Let's all stand, uh, heads bowed and our eyes closed today. And I know I've gone a little bit long, but I'm only preaching once today, so I had to get it all in.